Hello, hello, hello. This is Laquita Parks, and I am your host for another episode of My Heart on Pages. And today I have a special guest here with me, Mr. Alan Black, who guess where he's from, y'all? All the way from Omaha, Nebraska. And, and so here's here's what's funny. Here's a joke. So when I asked Mr. Alan Black where he was from, he said, I, I said, you from uh, where did I say you were from? At Utah. At Utah? You're from Utah? He said, no, Nebraska. <laughs> and I got a little quiet and he said, yes, there are some of us. We are, we are in Nebraska. So I thought that was hilarious because he's the first person that I've actually, actually met from Nebraska, all the way in Nebraska. So welcome, welcome, Mr. Alan Black. Thank you so much for being my special guest on <laughs> my heart on pages. Uh, yeah, we have fun here. We don't, you know, this is this is real. This is real. This is us. And we are having a conversation with Mr. Alan Black about his books. And he's written three books, uh, well, two books and one uh, coming soon. Um, Here I Am, Lord, that he wrote in 2017, uh, In the Spirit Intended, 2019, and Coming Soon, Just a Closer Walk. So, Mr. Alan Black, once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being my special guest on My Heart on Pages. Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's the weather like in Omaha, Nebraska? Oh, it's just an absolutely balmy 15 degrees right now. F 15 degrees? Yes. So, see, really, I say, I. be so bad. In in the morning, the wind chill will be down to about ten or fifteen below. So, but yeah. and people live, people live out there. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't let it stop you. You got to keep going. So, now, and we done this interview like a week ago. I think the when I got up on the morning of the eighteenth or the nineteenth, it was. I think the straight temperature was 10 below. The wind chill was about 35 or 36 below. Below? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm in, I'm in Georgia and today it was, the high was about 60, about 59 degrees. So I should quit complaining, right? <laughs> no, that, that, that's nothing. But it, it's relative because when you are living in a certain climate, your body adjusts to that climate. So for somebody here in the Midwest, like today is 15, but by the standards of say further north of us, because Nebraska is right smack dab in the middle of the country, for those people who are geographically challenged, just to put it that way. <laughs> that would be me. But, <laughs> but if you go up north and you're headed up towards say North Dakota, you're headed towards say Minnesota or to Michigan, this doesn't even phase them. They call us soft and, and weak because of the weather that we have. When you talk about Minneapolis, straight temperature could be 20 below easily. Mm -hmm. So this is this is nothing to them that are further north from us. But 
you just adjust to it. You adjust to it. You got to do what you got to do. No, sir. No, sir. I I am. No, sir. No, sir. I am. I am the weakest link and I am not ashamed to say it. Okay. And listen, if if I if if it's, if I have to come and visit in that degree, I will not. I cannot. I have to get permission from my doctor, and I can tell you he's gonna say no. <laughs> oh, he's not. Okay. All right. It's like that. He's gonna I say guess. no. I, I, guess. I understand. Person, I'm the person that wears a sweater and a coat when it's like 65 degrees oh, outside. So I would literally no, no. You would have to pry my hands off the airplane to get <laughs> to get me out. No, sir. No, sir. Well, you know what? There's there's a saying: some those who can do, those yeah. who can talk about, those who can't talk about it. So I'll just live vicariously through you. That's okay. If I want, a, if I want a breath of, if I want, a, if I want some coldness that's gonna take my breath away, I'll call you. <laughs> I just stand in front of your freezer and get a feel for what it's like on a regular day. That that'll be good for you. Okay. Well, I, I can do that. I can do that. I can close it quick and then go on about my business. So yeah, I wish I could it. close it quick too. But that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so how long have you been in Nebraska? I grew up here and lived here most of my life after I graduated college. I actually moved to Atlanta for a while, really? uh, then moved to Illinois, took a job moved to Denver, eventually came back to Nebraska. So okay. been here most of my life, but I've gotten a chance to live in different places. So Okay, okay. So tell us about um, about your books. What made you start writing? Uh, I, I love I love the titles, Here I Am, Lord. I, I remember there was um, at, at church, there was a, um, you know how you sign up for these ministries or these committees to do mm-hmm. things? And I love working with young people. And I can remember um, them needing somebody to, to work with the youth. And I, I remember sitting in the back and I remember thinking, here I am. I'm like, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am. Use me. So uh, when, I, when I saw that title, here I am, Lord, uh, I always go back to that. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Use me. So, so tell us what gave you, um, what, what, how were you led to come up with that title? Well, it's really a journey that in a lot of ways is kind of hard to explain. And the reason I'm saying that is because truthfully, I really had no intentions of becoming a Christian author. Mm -hmm. That was never really my goal. My writing passion is completely separated from being a Christian author. My origin as a writer is really as a lyricist, where I'm working with musicians, we're collaborating, we're creating songs. I create the storyline, the lyrics for the song. So that's my real passion, passion. Okay. So I have done that off and on probably for 30 plus years or so in multiple genres from, started out in gospel primarily, through the late 80s, through the 90s, and then expanded into R&B, some hip hop, some jazz pop, some pop. And even over the last two or three years or so, expanded into country. Now. Okay. So, so you, you write the lyrics for these. I write novels. the lyrics. That, that's my passion, passion, because with any song that you hear, there's a story 
within yeah. the song. Yeah. And it's, it's not by accident that you can be 80 some years old and you can hear a song from your 20s. And within about five to 10 seconds, you can recall the lyrics mm -hmm. and you can start reciting them. You can hear them in your head and everything and it just regenerates instantly. That's the fascination for me with the storyline in a song. So that's always been my real passion. So I have done that since about 80, 82, 83, somewhere in there. Wow. Now, and, have you, I'm sorry, have you done any, have you done it? Have you wrote any lyrics or some songs that I might recognize? No, it, it's been mostly regional. Uh, nothing at that level where you're talking about you're getting national recognition. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is because as a lyricist, you're going to have to be in a position where you are collaborating with somebody who's at that level. Mm -hmm. But that rarely is going to happen because as a rule, that individual who is the artist, they're either writing their own material mm -hmm or they have a production staff that is writing it for them. Okay. okay. So they're very insulated sense. in terms of how you might get to them. So for the most part, and I recognize this, I understand it, it's going to be for me under what the guys would be called as an independent writer. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah. which is fine for me because it's still giving me the opportunity to have the chance to collaborate mm -hmm with musicians not just locally but i've even collaborated with a guy we wrote a jazz pop song together he's in australia we did it through the internet mm -hmm. and another gentleman out of i do believe germany and a lady out of canada a few years ago so okay. technology has been a blessing because it gives you that opportunity to to connect with people that you may never see you may never meet mm -hmm. but you're in the process of creating a song that if nothing else, it gives you the personal satisfaction of saying, yeah, this is something that I'm proud to say that I was a part of. Mm -hmm. So awesome. that's really what my writing passion is. It continues to be, and that's really what I want to eventually get back to. Mm -hmm. But the problem has been, and it's not a problem, it's a problem for me in the natural sense, but in the spiritual sense, it's not. But in 20, towards the beginning of 2015, I was working part-time because I'm retired, mm -hmm. just working part-time at like a hotel chain here locally doing their reservations from six in the morning until about noon. Mm -hmm. Well, basically from six to about eight or so in the morning, it's pretty dead. Because being on Central Standard Time, we're an hour behind the East Coast. And so for most of the activity we're going to generate it's going to really start around maybe 8 o'clock, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, which for me is 7.30. Mm -hmm. So I basically would have about 90 minutes to two hours just to kind of just chill and do whatever I wanted to do. So being a, a writer, I was using it originally this time period to just kind of come up with some lyrical concepts for some different things I'd like to do in the future. But strangely enough, there began this turn where God began to move me in a whole different direction. Mm -hmm. And so I have a strong church background, grew up in the United Methodist Church and have been involved in a lot of different denominations throughout my life. But what happened really in 2015 was I began to just 
what I would just call freestyle. I would just write down different thoughts, different concepts and different things like that. And so they would actually grow into being like a short essay of about 500, 600 words or so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I did the first two or three of these in, in 2015, I have to be honest, I didn't really understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of unnerving. And then the other thing that got really unnerving was the fact that when I would finish up with the short essays, like the ones I sent you, mm -hmm. I might get up and, and go and get some water and come back a few minutes later. I couldn't remember what I wrote. Wow. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea what I had written and it scared me. Mm -hmm. Because I was saying, okay, what's going on? Am I losing it? I, I didn't know. I've never written in that domain. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a friend of mine who was a pastor. And I was like, okay, bro, what's going on? He goes, I'm writing these short essays, which are inspirational, I think. But I don't remember what I'm writing after I finish it five minutes later. And he said, well, are you willing to be open to what God's calling you to do? I said, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He said, well, this is the time of the season in your life where what God's going to call you to do is to write and to write maybe these short essays, these short stories mm -hmm. that are reflective and hopefully inspirational. And then he'll have you go to the next level. So I said, okay. I didn't quite understand what was going on, but I, I said, okay, I'll go along with it. So this continued through most of 2015. And oddly enough, about October 2015, I was talking to one of my former students and I let her read a couple of the essays. And she was like, oh, I really like these. So why don't you write for a blog? Mm -hmm. And I remember telling her, but I'm not a writer. And she was like, well, what do you call this? Right. Said, um, okay. She said, well, why can't you write for a blog, a Christian blog? And I, I couldn't come up with an answer. Mm -hmm. I had no answer. And then she kind of flipped back on me something I taught her as her mentor when she was mm -hmm. in undergraduate school. She said, well, you always taught me to not be afraid and to pursue what your calling is. So aren't you supposed to do the same? I was like, yeah, she was actually listening when I was trying to teach her something. So now, now she's going to flip it back on me. So I guess I got to do what I preach. You know, you got to practice what you preach. That's what I was taught. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, I started applying for some, uh, sending out some submissions to some Christian blogs throughout in the last couple months of 2015. Everybody said no. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take one more shot. And I sent one of these essays to a Christian blog in Singapore uh, called Christian Blessings. And to my other shock, the editor emailed me back the next day. She said, oh, I like this. She said, so I want you to come on board and write for my blog every week. And I was like, wait a minute now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about every week. I said, maybe once a month. How about that? She said, okay, we'll do it. And then she really scared me because she said, okay, for January 2016, I want you to come up with an idea, a concept, which kind of talks about the beginning of a new year. And she said, it has to be at least 300 words or more. So I said, okay, that's fine. That's why I told her in the email, but inside I'm like, 
Oh, man. What am I doing? What am I doing? What, what am I doing? doing? I, yeah. I just committed to yeah. something. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no concept of what I'm going to write. And 300 words for me at that time may as well have been a thousand words. Because <laughs> I'm thinking there's no way in the world I could do this. And I can remember throughout most of December 2015, I was just panic stricken. I couldn't think of anything. And I'll never forget, right after Christmas, about the 26th of December, 2015, I was driving somewhere, and that song came on that we've all heard, Old Lang Syne. Mm -hmm. It talks about what old acquaintances be for yep. God. And so it hit me. I said, okay, that's it. So I rushed home, and I just started writing, and I came up with my first essay for Christian blessing in Singapore called old acquaintances. And the basic theme behind that is as we go into the beginning of a new year, like we have with 2022, mm -hmm. what are some of the old acquaintances that you want to say goodbye to? That's right. And I so like I just based it on that. The editor loved it. And from there, it just continued to grow. I actually wrote for that blog for five years. Okay. And that went until the end of 2020. Well, in this interim, while I was compiling information for her, I just kept writing and writing and writing till I got to the point where I had enough material for a book. Mm -hmm. But I was still sitting there toward the end of 2016. And I was like, I don't know how to put a book together. I have no idea what I'm doing. So when 2017 started, I said, well, I belong to Fiverr, which I'm sure you've heard of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I sent out a request through Fiverr. I said, well, I'm trying to get a book together. Could somebody try to help me with this? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll never forget, I sent out the request on a Friday night. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to take maybe six or eight months and somebody will get back with me. <laughs> and to my absolute shock, when I got through running errands Saturday, I came back in Saturday afternoon. I logged into my Fiverr account. I had 32 people said they want to work with me. Yeah. I was floored. I was like, oh, Lord, what am I supposed to do here? So I spent about two weeks kind of narrowing it down and deciding on this one person out of South Africa. Mm -hmm. And so she was fantastic. She helped to edit the book. She formatted and put it together and helped to get it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. But the title of that, as far as why it's called Here I Am, Lord, is simply because in the process of this journey, while I kept saying, yes, God, but, yes, God, but, finally, I just got to the point, I said, okay, Lord, here I am, here I am, Lord, what do you want me to do? Sound like Moses. I can't speak as eloquently. Can't, I'm can't. telling you, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, because I've always said Moses had to be saying to somebody, well, you know, God, that person over there, they way better than I am. So, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. God said, okay, you know what? I'm a God said, okay, I know what you can do, but I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna I'm give you some help. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Aaron over here. I'm gonna give you some help. But thank you. Know, you. And who he are sent, you? He sent me my Aaron through this lady in South Africa, and so I called the book Here I Am Lord because I just got to the point where I said, you know what, God, I'm gonna have to trust you to get me to where it is you want me to go with this book. And so we got it out. It appeared on Amazon. I'll never forget the first Friday in May 2017. <clears throat> and I remember just sitting there 
looking at the book on Amazon and just staring at it. Wow. And I just stared at it because I could not believe that I was an author. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just stunned. I thought, wow, God, this really happened. I mean, like, I can't believe you did this. And then I said, God, I'm still not sure what we're doing here, but I'm, <laughs> glad, we, I'm glad we got to this point. You know, it's amazing because I remember when I wrote my book and I and, and you know, I am um, uh, you reached out to me on on Facebook about um, me interviewing you for your story and wanting to know, you know, give you an opportunity to talk about your books. Uh, I love helping people to market themselves, market their book, tell your story, because that's what my heart on pages is all about. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when I did my first book, Walking Limitations, and it came in the mail when I got it in the mail and I was just so excited. I mean, I, I just looked at the box. I held the box. I called everybody that I knew and held the book up and took pictures. And, and I was so excited. And then when I saw it on Amazon, of course, I saw it on Amazon before they came, the books came, but I remember just, just feeling so excited. And here's the thing with me. I never intended on writing. I never said I wanted to be a writer, kind of like you never mm -hmm. would never set out to be a writer. And, and I'm a publisher. So, you know, I'm the owner of Pay Pro V Publishing and I never set out to, to own a publishing company. Never, never, ever, wow. never said that. Um, wow. But I, I, I remember saying, um, you know what? I remember going to the to the doctor. I went to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, and while I was there, my last trip there, the doctor said, wow, you're not suffering while you're not dying you are suffering and I thought this is not my life but while I was there I had people asking me how do you how did you publish your book or how did you do this and can you help me can you help me and I thought I'm, I'm at the Mayo Clinic you asking wow. me to help you I'm at the Mayo Clinic so I did and I found that it was therapeutic and mm -hmm. as time goes on, and it's been it's been a, almost two years now, as time goes on, and I'm seeing I'm seeing the people who are like you, who are I've seen grown men cry holding their book oh, in yeah. their hand. Oh, yeah. you know, and you know I've had I've had books. One of my authors went uh, number one bestseller in eight categories and one international category, and just the just just you know. It, one after another. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And he, and, and that's the reaction that we have. You know, we're saying, mm -hmm. here I am, God, use me. But then we're like, we want to tell God how we want him to use, we want oh, yeah. him to, oh, yeah. to, to, for us to be used. We're like, okay, I, I, I want, I want you to use me, Lord, but can you use me in this way? You know, I, I want you to, I, I'm, I'm going to write this. You, you, what? I need to write this every week. No, I can't do it every week, but I can give you once a month. Mm -hmm. And what, how I'm, I'm on, you're looking at, I'm on Amazon. I'm holding this in my hand and I'm excited. It's like, okay, is this real? Is yeah. it real? Yeah. And that's, that, that is so, that is so, you know, typical. And, and, you know, so God was showing out, you know, <laughs> he was showing out. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Now in the spirit intended. Tell me about that title, In the Spirit Intended. I, I like that. That sounds like that in the spirit intended. I like that that word intended because that has purpose. Well, and the second book really was a continuation of a battle between me and God that, of course, I lost. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> because I said after the first book, okay, God, this is great. We, we did it. 
But now I want to go back to my music because that's really what I want to do. And they always say, if you want to hear God laugh, just tell me what your plans are because he's just going to laugh at you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I, I got all that out. This is what I want to do, God. And he was like, no, we're not done yet. We've still got more stuff to do here. Mm -hmm. So I continued to write and, and compile material for my second book, which came out in the summer of 2019 called In the Spirit Intended. Now, the reason and the rationale behind the title is really, I think, a reflection of me as a person. And let me explain. With each book that I write, what I'm doing is I'm sharing reflections of things I've experienced in life, my observation, and how they are applying to my life in terms of my Christian walk. And what does it mean perhaps to my reader when they're reading my story? Can they relate? Is it relatable? Mm -hmm. So when I entitled the book in the spirit and when the Holy Spirit told me to call it in the spirit intended, it has a twofold meaning. First of all, whatever I'm writing and what I'm sharing with my readers, I want them to know that I'm doing so in the spirit intended that hopefully it speaks to their heart and to their mind. And perhaps it is, it is of encouragement to them in some shape, form, or fashion. And if it is, I take no credit for it. All the credit goes to God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The second part of that is really a qualifier. And what I mean by that is in the spirit, in the spirit intended part two is what I'm writing and what I'm sharing is coming from my heart and my life experiences whereby I'm not an expert, I'm not a great minister, I'm not a bishop, I'm not an apostle, I'm just a regular guy, an ordinary Joe. And so what I'm sharing with you are the things that are on my heart and I'm doing so in the spirit intended. Don't take it from somebody who's an expert because the only thing I'm an expert at is messing up. That's what I can tell you point blank. <laughs> And so that's where that, that meaning came from. It was a twofold meaning that God gave me. And so uh, we did the second book and actually it made the bestseller category in July of 2019 on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And that's, and like you said, you, you have different reactions when you see something like that. I think my reaction immediately was just to stare and just be silent because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I have the same reaction whenever I still see my books, just because I keep thinking, you know, God, if you can use me, who's been a knucklehead most of his life, then you can use anybody to accomplish whatever it is you're calling them to do. And so I want my readers to know that if Alan can do it and he's being called to do it, just answer your call. And God will take you to places that you never intended to go. And so each of my topics in, in my books are, are very relatable. And like I shared with you when we first talked, each chapter is really short and concise. It's no more than two or three pages or something, mm -hmm. because in this time and period that we're living in, people want it short and they want it quick. Yeah. They want you to get to the point so they can take it and then go from there. And so 
I've also written, or the Lord has me to write everything on a very everyday, relatable level. It's not way up in the sky. It's not. You don't have to have a doctorate degree to understand. No, it's just everyday, everyday conversation. And most of the compliments and the feedback I've gotten from people has been about the fact that it's very down to earth. It's very relatable. Yes. And they said they were surprised. They were thinking I'd be writing at a high academic level. I'm like, mm, that's not me. Writing dissertations. <laughs> no, it's, it's not me because nobody's going to read a dissertation because they don't have the time or the patience. Absolutely. You know, I, I, um, as, as I, as I was looking at your, your story and I want to share, share an excerpt from, um, an ordinary Joe. Um, growing up, I imagined myself being all kinds of things. Early on, there was a fascination with being a superhero. Thoughts mm -hmm. of being able to fly through the sky or doing superhuman things was something that I dreamed about on a daily basis. I even had an idea of what my outfit would look like. In my mind, that was a dream that I nightly wished to come true. Alas, that was a dream that did not come true. In spite of wishing and at times praying to be that superhero, it was not to be. Only in my mind did I then and even at times now exist as a superhero. There are times in all of our lives when we have dreamed a dream of being in some respects super. We have dreamed of being more than the person that we see in the mirror. Everybody does that. Everybody. If we're going to be honest, we can say, hey, that's me. That's, that's me. me. That's me. You know, we, we sometimes want to... Um, we want to be more than what we are, uh, and we pretend. So we, there's the great pretender, and there mm -hmm. are some people who avoid that mirror because the mirror not gonna lie. No, it, it don't. It's gonna show. It's gonna show. Even if you put on all the makeup and you do, you put on the, your suit and your dress and whatever, whatever you put on, that mirror is not going to lie. Okay. It's gonna show every crease every crevice, every wrinkle is going to see, it's going to show you what's behind the eyes. Mm -hmm. And it, you can lie to you, but that mirror can't lie. Mirror don't it lie. cannot lie. It, it, it only takes a snapshot of what it sees. Exactly. And, and, and I, I, I love that. So you have another book coming out, Just a Closer Walk coming out soon. So tell me, tell us about that book. And it's when, when should we expect to see that book? Come I, out? I'm thinking right now, <clears throat> probably toward the end of February, I've got some last minute things to kind of tie up. Uh, it actually was supposed to come out in 21, but I had um, in January, about a year ago, I was in a really critical car accident. I was nearly killed in the accident. Mm -hmm. And so it's pushed everything back by almost a year. Because actually, to be honest with you, the manuscript was written and completed at the end of 2020. But then January 3rd, 2021, I was nearly killed in an accident. So it's taken me a long time to recover mm -hmm. and get back to at least some semblance of normality. So mm -hmm. it's pushed it back by a year. And, you know, initially... I was really feeling down about the fact that I didn't meet my goal to have it out by summer of 21. Mm -hmm. But then, then the Lord revealed to me, he said, well, you know, all things being equal, you're blessed to be here. Yes. So he gave me a quick reality check and I got to thinking, you know, you're right, because really and truly, the accident was bad to the point where I don't even remember wow. being hit that wow. day. 
And basically was unconscious for about two and a half, three hours or so from the accident. Wow. Wow. And so I woke up in the hospital January 3rd, 2021. I had no idea why I was there. Have no memory of what happened and suffered a lot of critical damage and everything. So it took me a while to come back. But the point that I'm making is the fact that, you know, whatever plan that you have, just keep in mind that that's your plan. But God has a whole different plan for each and every one of us. So it's happening now because this is the time and season when he wants it to happen. And it's, it's incumbent upon me to, to be obedient mm-hmm. and not be hard-headed and ask questions why. Because I'm <laughs> world champion asking, okay, God, why, why? Well, you messed this up. And I keep thinking to myself, you would think after all this time, I would have learned that why am I asking God why he's messed up when I'm the one who's done the majority of it, if not all of it? So. You know, you got you got over way, 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 way over in Nebraska, hard headed. You got yeah. way, 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 way on the other side in Georgia, hard headed, and all in between. And the 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 common denominator is that we have a loving God who is patient Boy. with us. You know, he's patient with us. And I am so glad that you were, you know, that that you are here to have this conversation with me today. You know, what when you were saying, um, you know, God said, hey, you're lucky to be here. You're here. You're still alive. That reminded me of a song that says, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. See what God has done. And I, I, I love that. Um, I like your, you know, you can't see it, you know, listeners, you can't see it, but Mr. Alan Black has on a shirt that says, here I am, Lord. And I, I love that. Here I am, Lord. And I say, here I am, Lord, use me. And we just have to be careful when we say that, be careful yes. how he's going to use us because he will use us in a way that, that will take us all over the world and back again. And we won't even know how we got there and back. And you're so right, because, and that's part of what I'm referring to in the chapter about an ordinary, an ordinary Joe, as you were reading, because this journey has taken me and has taken me into different places that I just never imagined I would go into, because in spite of all that he's blessed me to do with three books and some other projects, I'm still just ordinary guy who came out of the project. I'm just that regular person. So I still consider myself just an ordinary Joe, but I'm reminded of the fact that God will call ordinary people to do extraordinary things because that's what he's purpose for them to do. I'm a living witness to this because I'm about as deep as a tablespoon of water. I'm not that deep. <laughs> I'm not that deep. That, you know you. what? A tablespoon of water. You know what? That ain't no deep nowhere at all. You I'm, know I'm what? not I, that deep. <laughs> I love that. You know, we here, here we are. We're, we're talking about my heart on pages. And we're talking about the why behind um, Alan Black's story, how he came to write his three books. Here I am, Lord, in the spirit intended and coming soon, just a closer walk. And it's all through obedience and and being obedient to the call. Mm-hmm. And um, Mr. Allen, if you have any, you know, and this has been a really, really great conversation. If you have any advice for somebody, because there are, there are people 
um, who are waiting to write their story for whatever reason they they can't get there you know they they they've even sat down with the pen in their hand and, mm-hmm. and and got ready to write and and felt like there was a blank it was blank you you sent something to me i read uh an insertion you had called blanks uh, a blank canvas a blank canvas you know they're they're trying to write and they they can't um they can't because they may not feel like you know they can they can write it eloquently or they may feel like, hey, I have something to say, but they're afraid of what other people are going to think. Uh, or they may just not know how to do it. And so here I am, uh, I'm, I'm Laquita Parks. I'm a publisher, the owner of PayPro V Publishing. And PayPro V means pain, progress, victory. Because without pain, there's no progress. And without nope. progress, there can be no victory. So in every story, there is, there's pain, even if it's a, even if it's a cookbook or a a children's book or a fun story, there is some pain because there is a process in getting started. Mm -hmm. And then when you go through the pain, there is the progress. So without progress, there is no victory. And at the end of the day, there's the victory. So if you had to give somebody, you know, somebody who who wants to who wants to write or don't know how to start writing their story or just don't have the confidence that they can write it, what 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 piece of advice would you give them? Here's the one thing that I learned immediately. When we're talking about you writing your book, and you know it's way better than I do, so I'd certainly defer to you what I'm about to say. I think a lot of times we overcomplicate it. And what I mean by that is you're thinking you've got to sit down, you've got this pen and this this big notebook and you've got to just, no, it's not that complicated because now with technology, you can just record your stuff on your phone. That's right. You can record a little bit each day and every day is adding on more and more to what you're going to eventually come out with. That's part one. Part two is you have to get away from the misconception. And I had to do this immediately. Oh, my book's only going to be 100 pages or it might be 50 pages. That's not the point. Your book is reflective of what you've been called to do. I'll give you a great example. One of my former students is a children's author. And she's written two books geared toward young Black girls. Mm-hmm. Each of her books are about 20, 25 pages, beautiful book, great messages. But the important thing is she didn't get bound up by, does this book have to be a hundred pages, 200 pages? That's not the point. It's not about the quantitative aspects of what you're writing. It's about the qualitative aspect of what it is. So don't get hung up on that. And part three, and this is just hardcore reality. Everybody is not going to be a supporter and they're not going to say, yeah, I believe you can do it. You and I both know that's haters right. are going to hate. That's just that's just hardcore reality. Because I can remember when I did my first book, I talked to a guy right as I was getting ready to get it really rolling. And we had a 20-minute conversation. It was 20 minutes of the most negative feedback I ever had in my life. Wow. Now, I could have allowed that to get into my spirit and just stopped me in my tracks. Mm-hmm. But I just said, after 20 minutes of talking to him, I just said, okay, I hung up the phone. I thanked him. I said, you know what? God, you didn't bring me this far for me to hear all that negative talk and just stop. Right. 
I, I'm just one gonna, person's opinion. One person's opinion. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you're going to write, you want to just sit down and say, you know what, this is what I'm being called to do. And I'm going to focus on doing it. And like you said, there's going to be pain. There's going to be frustration. But at the end, when you can sit there and you can say, I've got my book. Here it is. You are a success because you and I both know out of 100 people, only three people finish it That's right. and get it out there. That's right. So if you make it to that three, you are a success. That's right. That's and you right. never want to let go of that. And I remember one thing my father taught me from church. Powerful among a lot of different things I've learned from my Christian walk. It's about the story of Peter. When Peter was being called to walk on the water. And my father said, I want you to look at this from a different perspective. He said, everybody talks about what Peter got out there and he sank which is true. You can't <laughs> deny that. But he said, did you ever think about the fact that nobody else got out of the boat? Everybody else just sat there. Okay. And he, he, said, you know he said, you know what? You can't walk on the water. You can't walk on the water if you don't get out of the boat. That's right. He tried it. He tried. And so he said, everybody else in that boat might have been pointing and laughing, fake, laughing at important things and say, oh, I knew you couldn't do it. And Peter could have said, where were you at? Where were you? Where you you were sitting where it was safe. I got out there. So when you get out there, yeah, it's going to be some troubled waters. But again, also keep in mind that you have access to resources, someone fantastic and dynamic like yourself. Reach out to other people and say, hey, can you help me with this and, and kind of give me some direction? Right. I've done that for other people just because, you know what? Somebody helped me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when they reached out to me, they said, well, what about this? And what about that? And they said, well, how much is it going to cost for me to talk to you? I'm saying nothing. Right. I'm not going to charge you because guess what? I'm giving back because somebody did it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so reach out, establish connections. I mean, like Black Arthur's Network that I, I met you through. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic resource. Mm -hmm. And just don't be, don't let your fear tie you to the shore where you don't get out on the water. I love it. You don't want to do that because you, you'll look back one day and you say, man, I wish I had done that. And when you get to the point where you say, I wish I had, sometimes it's too late. Sometimes it's too late. Wow. I love that. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Mr. Alan Black, for being my guest on My Heart on Pages. And I am your host, Laquita Parks, and I am the owner of Pay Pro V Publishing, Pay Pro V Pain, Progress, Victory. So listen, just like Mr. Black says, if you have a story, and I know that you do, because 100% of everybody living and dead has a story. Mm -hmm. What's your story? So if you need help, if you want to write your story, you don't know how to start, you know, visit me at PayProV Publishing. That's P-A-P-R-O-V-I publishing.com. And I can help you get started. You can book a free consultation with me and I can give you some directions and some tips on how to get started and how to help you take your story from a thought to a realization. Thank you so much again, Mr. Alan Black. This has been another episode of My Heart on Pages and we will see you next time. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you.